Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Three. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You might have watched our next guest on Netflix hit show, Is It Cake 2? Do you like that? Our family likes that show too. Cortarius Allen is joining us. He's also known as the Cake Goat, and he's from Shelby, Mississippi. Hey, Cortarius. Hey, how you doing? I should say welcome back because you. How long ago was it you were on Good Things because of your time on the Food Network's um, show Halloween Wars? About a little over a year. <laughs> Man, time has just flown by, and here you I know are. Why, but I'm back. You I'm are back. back, and back on the big screen or small screen, however you want to say it again. So your season, or I guess it was episode two or season, not sure how it works. Uh, the second one there on Netflix show, is it Cake Two? Has already been out. Um, how did that come about? How did you get this opportunity? Well, pretty much it's the same way as I went through with the Food Network. I simply uh, did the casting application with the casting company called Super Delicious. I went through a whole casting process. This was a long one. <laughs> and it's, you know, pretty much the same from the beginning. It was hard. And I wasn't, you know, putting that much confidence in myself. But today I, I, I decided to tell myself that I'm no longer going to be down in myself. It's just going to happen. I'm going to do what I need to do. And it's just going to move forward. Amen to that. And you have moved forward, though. You, ha- I can imagine that if folks had never seen the show, we're going to walk them through that in just a minute and sort of how it works. But every baker that shows up to Is It Cake and Is It Cake 2 on Netflix is incredibly talented. You all are making, you know, baked goods that look like real life things that confuse judges. But how do you yeah. sort of describe the show? How do you kind of tell people what is Is It Cake? I always just tell them it's a game of deception. <laughs> you have to go in there. You have to make your cake look exactly like the decoys that, that are placed right in front of you. Any little hiccup or mess up can cause you to lose out on five to $10,000 or even the whole grand prize, which was uh, $70,000. So I just always tell people <laughs> that it was a game of deception. And it is. If you've never seen it, I totally encourage you to watch it. If you if you stream Netflix, it's a, a wonderful family show. My ten year my ten year old adores it. She adores you, Cortarius. She was like, "Oh, hometown boy." 
who was a child favorite character. <laughs> of course it was you, right? I mean, and and, uh, and, and, it, and the show to me is just, uh, it's interesting because you all seem to really, yes, you're competing against each other, but you're also rooting for each other differently than you would you sort of get vibes in other sort of competition shows because right. it is so daggum hard. What was that like being with other talent, that level of talented competitors? You know what? I, honestly, going into the competition, my biggest, I didn't look at it like a competition, you know, as the normal competition because you wasn't up against the other contestants, but sort of kind of per se. But we were all so supportive of each other. Because we all had a common enemy, uh, and that was the uh, celebrity judges that they brought in. We had to deceive them, so we were kind of support. We were supportive, you know, of that. So I think everyone was just super excited that it wasn't like a, it wasn't like the typical um, competition show. What was it like? Because part of it is they liter- they literally take out a huge knife. And they're asking the judges the question of like picking out of say you know a sea of of objects which one they think is cake and then they take the knife to it to see if it sort of cuts through. Tell me your heart palpitations. What is that like, Cortarius? Whenever it's your turn and they've chosen something because you know in your head whether that's yours or not, right? Like you you know right. which one is yours. You can sort of <laughs> see between. You are not deceived. Right. It's so nerve wracking because. Every time that wall spins, you're like, okay, just please let this time run out before they call my number. You just hope and pray that they don't pick your uh, cake and they actually pick the um, the uh, decoy. So in them in the, those moments, like standing there in the moment, it just it just took me for a loop. <laughs> Well, your talent is off the charts, as well as everybody there. We want to encourage folks to go watch your episodes. We won't ruin it for them here. I know it's been freshly out um, in that way. But what, like, I know, like, you have the excitement of that sort of competition. And then you come back to Shelby, Mississippi, which I'm not going to say is, like, a boring. But the difference in going from that, like, excitement and then back to your everyday, is that a hard sort of transition? Yes, because, like, well, not really, because you get to meet uh, you meet new people, but once you return home, you stay in contact with those people that you met. And just like, listen, okay, when, once you come home from the competition, you just become a different baker. You get ex- you get inspired more. You just want to do more to shock the people because you know what's about to happen. So I was just pretty much excited once I returned because I knew that the show was going to air out, and I just wanted to step up my game before. You know, the show came out, so I just kept creating these different designs to give the people something to look at. Where do you draw your inspiration? I encourage everyone to follow your Facebook and your Instagram, Duck Cake Goat. It's not the, because I searched everywhere the other day for the. It's not the, it's D-A, Cake Goat, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Um, but they'll get there and they'll sort of see all of your wonderful creations. Where do you get your inspiration from? So most of my inspiration, it comes right out of my brain. I don't know how to draw, so I can't sketch. And sometimes my customers, when they do order from me, they have an idea as to where they want to go with it. But it's always in my head, you know, once I start working, I add my own twist. And just I change it up a little bit because I don't want it to be, you know, just like the one that they sent me. I'm always a little different with that.
I love your backstory, Cortarius, on how you became a baker, because this is not something you set out to do. It kind of accidentally found you and this crazy talent that you have. Give us a little backstory of how you, you just got to the point where you recognized maybe you had a gift and talent for baking and creating. Okay, I love telling this story. It gives good. <laughs> so first I started working at a bake shop in Cleveland. I was a buttercream maker and a dishwasher. I had never decorated a cake. Well, maybe I decorated like um, a couple of dessert cakes, but they were never custom cakes. So uh, once I got ready to go off to college, I um, didn't want to be the typical broke college student. I, t- I That's my line right there. <laughs> I just didn't want to be the typical broke college student. So I, I was looking for different ways to try to make me some money so I could, you know, do what I want, needed to do while being in school. So uh, I knew that my background, you know, where I came from with the baking. So I was like, Nobody in the area is doing this, so I was like, I can become a home baker, so I started making cupcakes. So the word got around on campus, I started, you know, selling cupcakes out of my dorm room, and then some, one day someone asked me to, to to do a cake, and so I didn't even know if I knew how to do the cake, <laughs> so I just took the order, stepping out on faith, and I did the design, and I actually just posted it last night on my social media. Uh, and it wasn't good. The design didn't look good, but the cake itself was good. So I just started to practice more and practice more, and I knew I didn't want to be like no one in the area. So I said if I started to make cake look like re- realistic everyday items, that would gain the attention of people, you know, in the area because no one is doing this. So I just stepped out, kept practicing, and I kept posting, and people started to share my uh uh, post on Facebook and just everywhere, and it, it's been up from there ever since. What was the first cake that was an object that you completed that you said, hey, that actually looks like what I was going for? It was a stack of pancakes, and I actually, when I did the stack of pancakes, it's these things that we have as cake artists. They know what I'm talking about out there. They're called uh, cake dummies. So it's just like a star phone, piece of star phone that's shaped like a cake. So um, I'm like, I'm going to try to do this. So I uh, used funding. I covered the dummy cake with ice, and then I started, you know, shaping the funding around the dummy cake. And so I posted on Facebook, and everybody was like, oh, my God, that looks so real. So I was like, okay, if I did it on the dummy cake, then I know I can do it on the real cake. (laughs) No reason to waste all that flour and sugar if you don't know it's going to come out right, huh? (laughs) <laughs> right, I know, right? Yeah. Does it? Do you get a little sad every time someone cuts into one, like a customer? You know what? That's the exciting part. You like, I did all this hard work <laughs> just to see this get cut because as a cake artist, I think I say, stated this before. As a cake artist, we don't get to cut into the cakes ourselves. We only get to see someone else do it. So I think it's just the joy of people cutting into something that you made. And then they actually love it, what you're doing. So. Well, I love this conversation. Cortarius, can you stick with us? Yeah, I'll be right here waiting on you. <laughs> All right, we got more with Cortarius Allen, the cake goat, coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. But baby, you hardly even notice when I try to show you. Song is meant to keep you doing what you're supposed to. Waking up too early, maybe we could sleep. Welcome back to Good Things. You can catch us on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. You can also catch Good Things on C Spire TV. If you've got that, we're on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. But if you want to catch our guest today, Cortarius Allen, the Cake Goat, you have to find him on Netflix. His um, season is up on Is It Cake 2? And he makes wonderful things out of cake that look like real objects. And then they try to figure out if it's real or it's not. And Quartarius, it's a very sort of suspenseful um, cooking show as well, as well as looks like very delicious. We're not going to give away any of the things because we want folks to go watch it. But tell us the inside flavors of your cakes. What is sort of Quartarius's, I guess, special inside flavors? I have two special inside flavors. My first and my favorite one is uh, stro- the strawberry lemonade that I do. I take a strawberry buttercream ice, and then I take a lemon zest, and I shave it down, and I mix it together, and it's so good. Oh, man. And my second uh, favorite flavor is one that I did on the show. I'm not going to tell which one it was because I want the people to go see. <laughs> but the second, my second favorite flavor is cookies and cream. It's an Oreo cookie chunk inside a cream cheese buttercream. Do you eat cake? Are you so tired of seeing it by the end of the day, Quartarius, that you're just like, eh, I don't need cake, well, or do not, you like I'm cake? I'm not really a big fan of cake, but I do have me a slice every now and then. <laughs> so what's your dessert of choice? Um, my dessert of choice, I would have to go with, I love banana pudding. Can't go wrong with it, can you? Right, you can't <laughs> at all. No, and my mom, who everybody calls Nana, makes the best Nana banana pudding on this side of the Mississippi, I would put it up against anybody's. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know her secret to it. I think it's just love and all the years of knowing it right. Do people ever ask you what's the secret to a good cake? And, like, do you have any suggestions to that? Uh, you know, I just, the, people always come up and ask me, like, you know, how do you do this stuff, like, did someone teach you? I just, I practiced and I practiced until I couldn't get it wrong. And there still are some designs that I'm not able to do, but I push myself until I can get it right. Is there a design that you hope to master one day? One, I say a method that I want to uh, start uh, mastering in cake. I want to uh, sculpt actual, you know, sculptures of cakes. I just, Traditional birthday cakes, they're good and all, but I just want to step up my game a little bit more because I'm moving on up. (laughs) You are moving on up, and you've moved to, like, what you hoped for, which was opening your own business. You're still there in Shelby, uh, Mississippi. So what's it like Mm -hmm. to now have a small business? You went from working in one to now you've seen your dream come true of being a small business owner there in the Delta. What's that feeling like? It's a good feeling because... As I stated before, the thing, like, in cake, the thing that I do when someone sees me out in this, you know, just out and about, they always say, you can get and make the cakes. So this what I'm known for. Like, I set myself apart by doing something so different because it's not every day that you'll see 
a guy, you know, into cakes and, you know, doing these actual creative pieces with cakes. Do you ever get an order from a customer and go, ooh, I don't know if the cake goat can do that? <laughs> I, no, I actually don't. Because one thing about it, I'm going to practice until I can get it right. If I'm not, um, <laughs> one thing, let's say, okay, if I'm not able to put out a design, I, I'm just straightforward with it. I'd be like, I don't think I can do this or or it's a little too much to do within the time that someone wants it because it's like sometimes it's happened to me where people come and they um, they want these huge cakes, but then they want it in a short amount of time, and I'm not able to put that out in the time that they want. Well, what amazed me on your Netflix show, Is It Cake 2?, you guys get like eight hours to create your pieces, which if people are familiar with the time challenges on a lot of different food sort of shows, I mean, you have like a couple hours here and there, or they really crunch it down to, you know, 30 minutes or more, which I recognize baking cakes takes a little bit longer than that. But were you surprised by the eight-hour challenge in terms of a lot of time, or did you think it wasn't enough time? You know what? I wasn't surprised with the time challenge. However, it's like never enough time to get stuff done because it's always something that you can fix or, you know, make better. So I wasn't surprised with the time only because I've been under time pressure before. And sometimes when I'm under time, time constraints, it pushes my drive to get the design better and better. So I wasn't really surprised with it. I thought eight hours was a long time. I was like, good googly moogly i'd be so no, tired on my feet to, you have to bake and then you have to make a lot of different pieces because even though if some of the cakes are small they have a lot of details which take a lot of time spoken to a girl who only makes cakes out of boxes so Cortarius, <laughs> you know <laughs> and my decorating <laughs> comes with sprinkles and jelly beans like that's about where you know sort of my my limit to that although i appreciate good cake so i am the one you are making it i'm your customer you know you don't have to worry about me being a competitor i am definitely uh, your customer in that and there's a lot of people who may want to be a customer i know you're there in shelby but how far's your reach in terms of where you go to, to deliver cakes? I will come anywhere in the world as long as they take <laughs> <pay> the <for> travel. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I heard in an interview that you had a special person that you wanted to make a cake for. Who was that? I want to make a cake for Rick Ross. <laughs> Why is that? Because, like, he's from Mississippi. He's right down. He's from right down the road where I'm from. And he's the biggest boss. <laughs> So the cake goat meets the biggest boss. That's what I really want to do. <laughs> well, you're, I don't say if you're in luck, but it was funny yesterday we had on um, somebody who is, they are putting together the first Jammin' or Jokin' Artist Showcase, which is happening on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's coming up this weekend where artists get to showcase their talents and hopefully take their career to the next level. Draco, mm -hmm. Draco Music Productions, as well as Fish Beats Digital, is helping to put this on. And part of the winnings from that is they get to work with Rick Ross. So I am getting you at least in contact. One step closer to your goal of making a cake for the boss. Rick Ross. Oh, I, I really appreciate that. I hope 
I hope he out there listening somewhere. You know, he <laughs> listens to good things every day. I have no idea. But I would assume <laughs> if he knew that we were spreading good cheer about him. Um, but we, we would love to see if that if that could materialize for you. Because I think uh, the two of you should definitely have that have that opportunity. Do you know what you would make? I'm not even sure, but I know it'll be something so epic because I'm going to <laughs> – I want it to be something so epic. That's all I know. I'm not sure what it'll be, but – well, we'll definitely we'll definitely keep to keep in touch with that and see how that sort of turns out. But I also know folks want to keep in touch with you. I mentioned they need to follow you. You you are just phenomenally talented in what you do, um, Quartarius. You're on Facebook. You're on Instagram. Where else are you? Because that's the only platforms I'm on. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> of course you are. So where <laughs> is it? Is it the cake goat? Is it all the same? On TikTok, it's D-K-Go, T-H-E-E-E-E. It's three E's. <laughs> Somebody took the duck cake goat that was already taken? Yes, and I was so shocked about that. I had to look a little more into that. <laughs> We're going to have to hunt them down. That's all I'm saying. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take legal action. There's zero we can do, but we're going to come up with some legalese to maybe uh, slide that back it, back in your direction. But have anything on the horizon? What's coming up next? You got anything else under, you know, um, under your arm that may be coming out that we need to be watching for? No, I just would say stay tuned. I don't have anything, like, coming up as of now, but I'm sure a, a gazillion of opportunities, opportunities are going to come my way. Absolutely. You just keep. And I would definitely keep you posted on all of that. <laughs> Please do. We are rooting for you here. Um, good things. If you're ever in the Jackson area, me and Rhino both like cake. So just yeah, telling I was you. Just going to say, I would love to like come and you know come on the show and meet you guys and do a demonstration of cake or fake. <laughs> Don't think if we can create this Rick Ross the cake boss moment that that we won't figure out how to get that on on camera somehow. <laughs> all right buddy well, today. <laughs> we, we appreciate your time here on good things wishing you all the luck in the world and we'll be talking soon okay all right, all right. thank you for having me on no problem pretty cool if you haven't checked that out go to netflix if you stream that service is it cake two it's a wonderful family show he is on season two of the new um i guess i guess well he's on the episode two of the new season it works a little bit differently than just shows there's multiple shows to one big show that makes sense i don't know go watch it also really do if you are one who likes to scroll and look go check him out his uh, work is phenomenal and he's right here from mississippi but stick with us we got more for you coming up next And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And the Mississippi Wildfire Foundation, wildlife, not wildfire, <laughs> but it does feel like a wildfire out there as hot as it is. The Mississippi Wildlife Foundation Con- Conservation Raffle is going on now. Say that five times fast. See if you get it right. Get your tickets for great prizes all the while supporting wildlife, conservation, and outdoor recreation in Mississippi. So visit the raffle website, mwfp.foundationraffle.com for more info on where and how to purchase these raffle tickets. So the tickets are 20 bucks and can only be purchased online. It ends July the 30th, but the drawing is August the 14th. And the best part, you do not have to be present to win, which I think is always a good thing. And then don't forget to legendary rock group Guns N' Roses. They're headed to the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum. They are coming to Biloxi September the 20th. So mark your calendar. If you would like to go on us, we would like for you to have the chance. And you can do that by going to one of the registration boxes around town and sign up. You must be 21 to enter and you could win tickets to the concert to get VIP treatment with a night stay at Luxurious Beau Rivage and a limo ride to and from the concert, which we had Will. Welcome back, Rhino. And I asked him, do we go one way? Do you get to choose whether the limo picks you up and brings you back or takes you to the concert? He says, we will get you there and back so it's good to know but which would you choose would you choose a limo ride there would you choose the limo ride back well i mean if i got the round trip i'd take the round trip but if not i'm taking the ride back that's what everybody says absolutely that would be the one you would want i can get there fine it's just i need to know i can kick my feet up and get home on time and safely obviously and by that time you just don't want to walk anywhere let's just let's just be honest you've partied out at that point you said it not me (laughs) <laughs> and if you're old like us that time once that time hits it just hits and the night the night is definitely um definitely over it's not over the ridiculous studies that people put effort into figuring out and i love when i get these emails it's like the most popular blank in mississippi according to new study and i'm like oh what is this and so i've saved a few to sort of pack a good punch and the one that came out today was mississippi's most popular workout according to a new study if you if you just had to choose what was mississippi's most popular workout remind you these scientifically sound research studies come from them just looking at google searches throughout uh, mississippi so now you have to think like what workouts are most mississippians googling about which is what they're coming to the conclusion is our most popular workouts. I'll admit this one caught this this caught me off the guard. My answer's still the same. What is it? The twelve ounce curl. <laughs> We're probably the best at the twelve ounce curl, but apparently boxing ranks number one. Now I do know there's been a new surge in boxing. It's sort of becoming more like um these local gyms, it's not like your traditional boxing type places. They've kind of, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? More like MMA. Well, yes, but then they've taken the sport of boxing, or I guess the conditioning part of boxing, and put it in more of a group style class that can be replicated for people of all fitness levels. And I don't know, remember the name of it. Um, but the who's the Mississippi lady who um, was on the Netflix show 
um, Last Chance You. She was on Good Things not too long ago. Would you like a pencil? Do you have a pencil? I think it's her tagline. But she's big Brittany into Wagner? Yes. So she's big into whatever this sort of boxing newfound thing is. I know it's slow growing, so that's why You're not talking about Ty Bo, are you? No, no. But <laughs> you just brought back a lot of a lot of memories. I remember back in the day when you didn't have cell phones and your friend would actually have to call the house and your mom would have to knock on your door and let you know that Susie had called. Do you want to take whatever mom did not she opened the door and i was doing tybo and i was so embarrassed by being because I, I had to been teens tween you know still living at home that i was squealed they shut the door you know and she was like hollered back michelle's on the phone you know it's like that weird <laughs> but i just remember being in the middle of trying to do the whole little you know what's his name who does the tybo oh i can't think of his name i can see you now is it billy blanks yes and uh, so, no. But that surprised me. Boxing is being number one. I wouldn't have thought. Um, oh, wow. It really is Billy Blanks. That was just kind of out of nowhere. Well, he had a very whatever. That he had a time. He had his he had his 15 minutes of fame made enough off of off of his tapes. Darren and Jackson says, just to show you how ancient I am, I was on my high school boxing team. Do they still have boxing teams? Probably not. I would think that would be. You know. A lot of head injuries associated with boxing, even with the headgear. True. So it's probably not the the best. But hey, if you're out there boxing, that's cool. Let us know where you're boxing at, 601-879-4395. The other piece to this, this is Google searches. So how many angry Mississippians are... <laughs> Are you know? I mean, if you've never done about a, boxing. a heavy bag routine, that will wear you out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the whole like that's kind of what's the new, you know, hit was number three on this list on this list for Mississippi dance. Four, number four was Pilates. Number five was aerobics. Folks are just looking for something different and unique, and but they're trying to take the old school things that have worked for ages for decades, but put them in a new format that people of again all fitness levels sort of can enjoy we did come across um a show i can't remember what channel it was on but it was like mma but what is um is it ufc it's yeah. ufc for kids they're starting them as young as like seven and eight years old for hmm. camps and things and then they're actually having like fights like this that well i guess that's what it is yeah and but sparring matches sparring matches and they they make they the parents, um, the parents stand by that it's great self-defense. I'll give you that, and that they're not allowed to hit in the head until they're old, like a lot older. So they're keeping it below the neck. But I mean, body shots are still a way to take somebody down. I mean, it doesn't. It seems like yeah, you want to go for the big knockout blow, or you you have that one haymaker that just connects the perfect part of the skull right next to the jaw, and they just crumple. And yeah, that's the big highlight moment for any fighting sport. But there's body blows wear you down, yeah, and will put you down if you get enough of them in the right spot. Which I know, I guess. You know, I had my parent hat on. I went straight to defense mode. This is terrible. Why are we doing this? Because you think of the UFC as being so, well, I mean, it's aggressive at the highest level that they allow 
to do legally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to think that you have kids doing that. But, I mean, I guess karate, jujitsu. Yeah, you have sparring. You have and all that kind of martial art. Or that, but, you're, but I guess you are fostering them into a very aggressively dangerous sport that maybe i don't know but i mean it's it's still it's providing a, a foundation of teamwork because you're all training together you're but you're also getting that that self-assertiveness you get them a little bit of self-confidence because you're setting goals for yourself to achieve mm-hmm. it's a structured set up to where it, it may be some of the only structure in some of these kids lives so, i agree yeah. i mean i if I sit back and take my initial <gasps> parent out of it, then I can maybe walk myself back. But it does look really scary to see the little cute little faces to put their little helmets and all things on and go into the octagon and try to beat the shenanigans out of each other. Um, but, you know, I'm a big proponent for, for weightlifting of all kinds, Olympic, powerlifting, all things. And people freak out when you start to talk about kids under the age of 18 or uh, younger tweens sort of doing that. There's there's um an argument to either side of that as well so but still not like taking a punch to the face by a home part like your parents are sitting out there watching it i don't know it's just a strange thing it's a strange thing to sort of see but i think the boxing's cool i i would give that a try like not on to somebody else but like with a bag i think that would be but would you do heavy bag or speed bag I think I would do heavy bag because I'm not coordinated enough with speed bag. Said, go back to Tybo days where you put your elbows high and you get it going and he's talking to you and you're having a bounce. Yeah, I mean, I was never really good at like keeping that rhythm and keeping it sort of That's all speed bag is, is muscle memory and rhythm. Someone said, we're so soft, let the kids fight. I know, but I can still be like, it looks rough. It, hey, nobody's messing with those kids on the playground outside the octagon. I can guarantee that. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app if you have that downloaded. But you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We've talked about a lot of things today, but we've also got to talk about the fact that Guy Fieri's restaurant in Tunica is now open. Fieri. Fieri. What about Fieri? He's, that's not the first time this ever happened. He's had to have had it happen before. But it is open now in Tunica 
for you to go and enjoy. So American restaurateur guy, how do you say it? Fieri. Fieri. There's no Eddie, like Yeti. How am I saying it wrong? Well, in fairness, it's hard to really be that fancy about a name if you have frosted tips yes. in 2023. Fie- so Guy Fieri. <laughs> now I'm going to be sensitive about it. <laughs> He's Guy Fieri. <laughs> he is open at Tunica's Horseshoe Casino, bringing a taste of Flavortown to, <laughs> to Mississippi. That's what I'm saying. Now you can't say any of it. Any of it. Um correctly and anyway they're thrilled to have him there and they have uh, lots of fun things online for you to be able to enjoy there visitors are invited to try out the new 5,000 square foot location breakfast lunch and dinner saturday through thursday you can read all about it over at supertalk.fm of all the food Net- food network stars what's the one you would want to go to their restaurant if they have a restaurant uh he'd be pretty high up there i mean maybe not his restaurant because i do enjoy his take on different dives like he has the whole diners drive-ins and dives thing but i don't know if i had to choose one food network personality i would want to see in action probably be alton brown just because he breaks it down in such a nerdy scientific way that it's even more entertaining plus he got to host the american version of iron chef which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. What's his, as if genre was a thing, what would be his sort of cuisine, not genre? I know genre is a thing, but like for food, cuisine is the word I was looking for. I think he's just a food nerd. So he likes it all. Yeah. I mean, that's why he did the Iron Chef. He could talk about all those different crazy ingredients they would bring to the table, and he could speak intelligently. I know that's that goes into prepping for each individual episode, and he's probably got people giving him a a rundown of what he needs to know about it, but he can speak intelligently on it. Well, it is a lot of science. They say, well, baking to me is rocket science. They say cooking's not. It's a form of love. I get that. But really, there's a process to all of it. Like, I had to take a food sciences course because if you do things wrong with all the elements, things go wrong or they go deliciously right. What's so cool to me about cooking, though, is how over like the last since humans were humans, we've probably been trying to make what we eat taste decent or better at some point. And through probably just trial and error and not recognizing that we were doing like science experiments, we figure we figured out like what spices went with what, what, you know, acid flavors mix with this and sort of that and what not to do and all the things. And then look where so we're we have now. this puddle of, of water over here that we managed to save, but we got these leaves that fell in it, and the sun was hitting it, and now the water's brown. But it tastes so much better. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I don't know why it's from the heavens. We're going to just keep going in that direction. Uh, or have putting fruit in baked things because to make it taste sort of sweeter. Someone one day said, you know what this pie needs or would later be a pie let's stick an apple in there and see what happens a lot of culinary historians i guess would be the correct term think that the first job to have the first usage of salt was just adding things to a communal meal and they added a rock that had salt crystals in it and the salt dissolved and it gave it a salty flavor and they just looked for more of those rocks and it just grew from there wow could you imagine, though, also being like the king or queens or whatever, the taste testers to make sure? I, I have read before that 
during, I guess, um, parties of the royals, like way back when, when everybody wanted to kill everybody because that was a thing, like assassinate. Well, I guess assassination is probably still a thing. They worry about something. I'm not worried about it. I don't think I'm worried about it. But before they would pour like all the wine and things, they had people downstairs that had to drink from it to see if they died before it went up for you know the royalty to sort of drink it. Like I mean, that's part of the history of the Drew, toast. That's short straw. Because when you toast, you're supposed to clink glasses, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to do it vigorously enough to where some of your sloshes into theirs, and some of theirs sloshes into yours. Oh, that's disgusting. And it was a way to show, hey, we're not poisoning each other. You have some of mine, I have some of yours, drink up. We, we can let the prisoners downstairs just get their buzz on for free. <laughs> All right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. Don't forget Sports Talk Mississippi is still in Nashville for the 2023 SEC Media Days. Uh, they're coming up next from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.